It is officially the first Sunday where NFL football is back for the 2020 season. Hello everybody, welcome to episode 35 of the Daughter and Pops podcast. Like I just said, NFL football is back, Um, so that's very exciting. I know there's multiple different games going on today. And then we also have um, our WNBA, NBA, and then tons of golf on, right Pops? It is a busy, busy day, and I couldn't possibly be more excited. You know, I'm, I, I think that, like, during this pandemic and everything, it was so sad having, like, sports gone and everything. With it all back now, it's, like, so much and almost overwhelming. <laughs> you know, that's true. You see now more than ever just how much you miss sports when there wasn't. With, I know. With everything going on with the pandemic, so... Certainly happy to have it back. If anything else, it's a it's a nice deterrent, you know. I mean, um, it's a way of dealing with the pandemic where not every day is exactly the same and kind of get your mind off of things. You can cheer on your team. Um, and in sports, it's a beautiful thing, right? Because whether you're me and old <laughs> as a, a middle-aged male or you're a youth like Tati, like Live Legend, or if you're like my wife who loves her football, I mean, <laughs> the Chiefs. you know, it's like everyone's got an opinion and everyone's got something to cheer for. And it's just, it's just fun. And I think we could use a lot more of that right now. Definitely. Definitely so. So Pops, what is your favorite football game of the day today? Oh man, you're just going out and putting me on the spot right away, aren't you? Yes, because um, I know a ton of people are into football And so, like, with it being back, it's, like, one of the biggest things being talked about. Sure. So I can tell you that most people are going to say the Patriots and the Dolphins. Yeah, right. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Right? Most people would say Patriots just because of Tom Brady, but uh, obviously he's gone, which leads to my next thing. The game of the day uh, for everyone is going to be the New Orleans Saints hosting the Tampa Bay Buccaneers because it's Tom Brady's first game with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, and it just happens to be a divisional matchup between the Saints and the Bucks. Drew Brees versus Tom Brady. Um, that's what the game that everyone's going to point to. But I'll give you a sleeper game. Um, the Atlanta Falcons hosting the Seattle Seahawks. I think that's going to oh, be. Yeah. I think that's going to be a fun one. Um, you know, most people like Seattle. Um, Atlanta is usually not that strong. Uh, but as we've seen in the bubble or the wobble, sometimes things can happen. I think Atlanta is one of those sleeper teams. They have a great quarterback in Matt Ryan. Um, so so I, I like uh, I like that game as my sleeper game of the day. Sleeper game. Not his favorite, his sleeper. Correct. And then speaking of football real fast, I want to touch on yesterday. Um, I know that there was some great games on. There was upsets, right? Like Coastal Carolina and Kansas. Yeah, that game went on that... for a long time. <laughs> And then, I, who was it? Was it Iowa State? Good job, they Tati. Got lost, they lost um, as the 23rd ranked seed. Um, and then I also know that Oklahoma played Missouri State, Spencer Rattler's first uh, college football game. Okay. And he played really well as far as I know. I know that Missouri State isn't the strongest teams for them to start off against, but he played well in his first game. You're right. You know, gosh darn it, Tati, you're getting smarter and smarter. <laughs> yeah, I really appreciate how you're taking it upon yourself to to become as well-rounded as possible with regards to your your sports broadcasting and, and whatnot. Um, 
you know, Spencer Rattler, I mean, he did have an unbelievable game, put up video game numbers. Uh, video his game. next game against Kansas State is going to tell us a lot more about him. Uh, but That'll off to a good bigger. start. Confidence booster. Um, Didn't um, And then I know that the Notre Dame, I think it was against Duke. I heard that was a good game, too. At least I know it was like a lower scoring type of game. Yeah, 27-13 final um, on that one. Uh, a couple uh, of other scores, you're right. Uh, and West... Okay. Go ahead, no. And West Virginia, my Grammy, my grandma, great-grandma, uh, she was from West Virginia, so we're with West Virginia just about everything. We're always fans of them. Right, you're right. So Iowa State losing is probably the biggest upset. Um, another surprising score was uh, Georgia Tech beating Florida State. That was 16-13. Uh, to 13. That, that was a kind of a crazy score. Um, essentially, the Sun Belt Conference was the team that did the best yesterday they definitely opened some eyes um and, and then one other loss that was out there was arkansas state speaking of the Sun Belt, beating kansas state that was a surprise score and, and so what i'm going to say next is this the teams that had the most amount of practice time are the teams that did the best yesterday you know and and that's that's big time so um I, th- I think the college football seasons, it, it's just so weird this season. It, it really is. Um, and, and I think parity is going to rule the day. And we saw that in the, in, in the first week with the Sun Belt Conference. Okay. Well, you know, I'm starting to learn a little bit more about football every day. So um, I don't have anything else to say when it comes to that. Um, I do. One last thing, because I said about parity. Let me go even a step further. Okay. Just because your athletic department has a $100 million athletic budget <laughs> doesn't guarantee you anymore that you're just going to automatically win your games. That is definitely true. It's about who wants it more than another person. Or another team, I should say. So, real fast, I want to touch on uh, yesterday w- yesterday's WNBA games. Go for it. Um, I know we, weren't able, uh, we were unable to do a podcast yesterday, but that is okay because the games weren't even really that close. <laughs> um, so, the first game was the Washington Mystics against the New York Liberty. Yeah. And the Mystics won 75-58. to 58. So, that game wasn't even close, and it was really low scoring. And the next game was the Las Vegas Aces versus the Los Angeles Sparks. And the Aces won 84-70. to I was expecting the Sparks to do a little bit better than that. Weren't you, Pops? Yeah. You know, every once in a while, the Sparks do exactly that. So it's like if they're not going to win... They're going to lose. They're going to lose in a blowout fashion. Yeah. And then the last game of the day was the Minnesota Lynx versus the Indiana Fever... The Minnesota Lynx won 98-86. And as I said, it was the Mystics, Liberty, and Aces. Well, they all play today. Uh, the Mystics, so I'll speak on that in a minute. But the Dallas Wings are playing the New York Liberty. The, a- the Las Vegas Aces are playing the Seattle Storm. And then the Washington Mystics are playing the Atlanta Dream. All these games are are the rescheduled games, so that'll be good. So we'll start off. Well, we already started. <laughs> um, we'll go on with the WNBA. So 
First off is the Dallas Wings versus the New York Liberty. So I was going to say that this is going to be like a all Dallas Wings game. But then when I looked at like the players and everything, the Dallas Wings only have eight players today and two of them are questionable. And questionable is way different from probable, as Pops would always say. For the Dallas Wings, Alicia Gray and Satao Sabali are out. And as most of you already know, Isabel Harrison and Mariah Jefferson are out for the rest of the season. And questionable is Katie Lou Samuelson and Estelle Nador. So if both of them don't play, that means they only have six players today. So it's going to be very interesting for them. They've never really dealt with this many people being injured on their team. So in my opinion, I think I'm going to lean more towards the New York, New York Liberty side. Really? Yeah, but I, I, I think that Arike has been very strong, and I feel like she'll definitely be taking over the game. Mm-hmm. Um, but... I don't know. I just I just keep leaning over there since there's so many injuries on the wing side. Okay, so I understand that. Dallas opened up as a 9.5-point favorite, total of 161. Totals come down to 160. Here's the thing. The wings have to win this game. Yeah, they do. They have, the only way they can make the playoffs is if they win this game and then later this afternoon the Washington Mystics lose to the Atlanta Dream. Completely possible. Atlanta's playing pretty well. So the Wings are obviously in full playoff mode gear. And I don't think anything's going to stop Ariki from getting in there. Now, they also have all the pressure on them while the Liberty have absolutely nothing to lose. Except for the (laughs) fact they've already done a lot of losing this year. And they're trying to avoid finishing with two wins i i that's that that might be an all-time WNBA record considering the whole situation with the pandemic yeah so i don't think they want to do that either but motivation wise it's obviously in dallas's corner um but nine and a half points double digits is a lot with pressure and with a short bench so i like dallas to win the game i like the liberty to cover the point spread and lastly don't forget the dallas wings were our pick Season win total, if you listen to episode one, if you haven't, go back and look. The Dallas Wings over. They were not going to be the worst team in the league, and here they are fighting for that last playoff berth. Yeah, I I think they're going to get it, and I already know what Arike's going to do today. I feel like a key factor in them, somebody like Kayla Thornton, that's their big, well, one of their bigs, I should say. And, you know, I feel like if she can do more because she she's only averaging 4.9 rebounds she needs to get like she probably needs to get like a double double today um to definitely help the wings and i don't want to say replace sabali but like help as if she was sabali so they need her to step up as well as i feel like um bella larry dad you think she she plays a factor in this game i think she plays more than a factor i think she's a solid contributor Okay. From the New York Liberty side, Laisha Clarendon is questionable. I said all along from Paris Kia that she was going to be, she was definitely going to help the Liberty. And they've, they've been playing in, in some closer games than they, they were at the beginning of the year. And she's, Paris Kia is all the way up to the second highest on the team, which is 7,400. Kia Nurse is their highest at 7,800. And Zowie B has dropped all the way down to 6,600. <laughs> I yeah. mean, 
I don't I don't even really know what to say about this team about like from the DraftKings side. And I feel like I'm always saying this about the Liberty. Okay. Um but I feel like if I were to choose some I think Hi, I kind of like Hi Lily. <laughs> I kind of like Kia Stokes today. She's 6800. Um Zowie B will be guarding like Kayla Thornton and Zowie B. And Kia Stokes is their other main big, and she's been doing some big things for them as well. So, that's my thoughts on that game. Nothing too much. Let's flip that page. Okay, what we got? Next up, we have the Las Vegas Aces, who played yesterday against the Seattle Storm. So, Seattle opened up as a one-point favorite, total of 165 and a half. I looked up at Tati because obviously she doesn't really understand. She doesn't, well, she knows the numbers, what they mean, but she doesn't pay attention to them that much. No, um, not really. <laughs> but when I said one and a half, Tati looked over at me like, what? And yeah. obviously that has something to do with uh, Brianna Stewart and Sue Bird, obviously being questionable, and Both whether they them. actually will play or not. I know when they played um, their last time, uh, off the top of my head, I believe Seattle was favored either by four and a half or five and a half points. Um, and so I think with a one-and-a-half point spread, they're kind of saying that at least one of those two stars will not be playing. Um, and so you got to consider the motivation, right? So whoever wins this game will be clinched the number one overall seed and um, essentially try to avoid the L.A. Sparks in the second round. Um, so the Storm have to figure out what's more important, rest for their, start, their two big dogs and make sure they stay healthy, or that they're assured healthiness going into the playoffs, or potentially face the Sparks in the second round. So it's going to be an interesting one. To be honest with you, I like the Aces. I think they win. Um, I think the Storm, because they're such a veteran team, they've been there, done that. I think this game, in a weird way, means more to the Aces. And I think we can prove that, considering Brianna Stewart and Sue Bird, I think, are both not going to end up playing. So the last time these two teams played, the Las Vegas Aces won 82 to 74, and on the Storm side, Sue Bird did not play. So that, I mean, they're, they're I don't want to say they're used to playing without her, but they know what it's like to play without her. But with Brianna Stewart being questionable, they've never like everybody knows what happened. What was it? Was it last year? Last year they played without like all their stars. Oh yeah, that was just last year. It seems like a million years ago. I know ago, it, it does. It definitely does. But like they they don't play good without Brianna Stewart and Sue Bird. Um, so I feel like it's gonna be interesting for the Storm. I agree with Pops. It uh, it means more to the Aces in my opinion. But I feel like they're they, going against the Sparks. They. They beat them by 14 points, and I feel like they could be a little bit tired as well because it was a close game for a little, for a small point of time. Um, so I could see them being a little bit tired, which in that case I like taking guards because they they recover a little bit faster than the bigs do. Okay. And so that leaves like somebody like Jackie Young and even Angel McCautry. She's like a small forward. Um, Daniel Robinson, I mean, any of those three, in my opinion. And, yeah, I mean, Angel McCautry's 9,300, Jackie Young, Young 8,700, and then Daniel Robinson, 5,800. 
from the storm, I know that if Super doesn't play, Jordan Canada will. So everybody knows that that's like um, a decent replacement because Jordan Canada is definitely is a really strong player and is a player like Super. But from Brianna Stewart, I mean, there's like nobody to replace her on this team. I mean, Jewel Lloyd, she's playing very well, and she's played a key factor in them getting to that number one seed currently. But you would have to start somebody like Sammy Whitcomb at 5,400 or their rookie, Ezzy Magbegor, at 6,100. How do you say that name? I don't know, but I yeah. just guessed. <laughs> um, so I think it's going to be tough for the Storm if Brianna Stewart does not play. If she does, then I I lean more towards the storm side. You really? Yeah. Okay. Well, I guess I guess sometimes we can disagree. I do like. Oh, nice. <laughs> no, we we're just talking about you, mom. Yes. My wife loves the Chiefs so much, she's and she's so Chiefs. reveling in her Chiefs win. <laughs> Reveling—that's a good word—that she's wearing her Chiefs shirt right now. One of them. Along with, she just gave us some red Chiefs colored smoothies. So, <laughs> looks like not the only thing that's in here is win, winning. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks, mom. Um, I like the aces, so we might be on opposite sides here. So, might agree to disagree. Okay, let's flip that page if I can ever turn my page. Okay. Okay. So next up, the last game of the day, we have the Washington Mystics against the Atlanta Dream. The Washington Mystics played yesterday. And blew out the Liberty, as everybody knows. They only have nine players today. And they have one person questionable, which is Tiana Hawkins, which would leave them down to eight. The reason why I keep mentioning those short rosters is because when you have shorter rosters, I'm pretty sure we've said this in a previous episode, but for all of you guys who are just now tuning into this episode, um... It's, it's like, less cardio and less pieces to the team. So, like, the starters have to do more than they usually do. They feel a little bit more pressure. And even with them playing yesterday and having a short roster, they'll be even more tired, which is why I keep mentioning those short rosters. That's a good point. You're right. And, sorry, we're drinking. We're both drinking smoothies here at the same time. <laughs> the fact that... You know, this game really confuses me. <laughs> the, there's no line out for this game right now. There's not. Now, Tati's looking at me like I'm lying. <laughs> this line is this, but not posted. I project the Mystics are going to be favored by about four and a half, five points. It's going to be a short line because the Dream, man, they they brought they were still in they still had a chance to play for a playoff berth as recently as their last game. You know Kennedy Carter would like nothing more than to spoil the defending champions' playoff chances, right? You know, with everything that's gone the Dallas Wings way, they would like nothing more. And I just feel like I feel like it's their time already. They're going to win, and the Mystics are going to lose. And I've been on the Mystics recently. Heinz Allen? Maybe the greatest hyphen of all time. But not today. <laughs> The Atlanta Dream are going to win. It's just that simple. Yeah, I agree with you, Pops. I was going to say the same thing. Um, For me, I write down different stats for each time I do this podcast. And so I have, like, their how 
how many points they average a game, rebounds, assists, and the Atlanta Dream have quite a few players up there. One of them, which is one of my favorite picks today, is uh, B. Laney. She's 9,200. She's up there on the board for literally everything. 16.7 points a game, 4.8 rebounds, and 4.1 assists per game. So, in my opinion, that's really good. As well as, like, Courtney Williams. I've, most of you guys know she's been um, a big factor in the dream as well. Right. And so... Um, I, I think that Laney is a big pick for me today. Can we just change your last name instead of B. Laney? Can we just call her Blaney? What? Blaine? No, B. Laney. Can't we just call her Blaney? <laughs> Isn't Blaney easier to say than B. Laney? Yeah, it is. We're always in a hurry. Let's just call her Blaney from now on. Blaney. <laughs> okay, props. So come on, Dream. Make the playoffs. Just kidding. You can't. <laughs> And from the Mystic side, I I can't take anybody. I mean, Heinz, you gotta take the hyphen. Heinz Allen is ten thousand nine hundred though. Biggest bargain of the day. Um, she's averaging seventeen points a game, eight point eight rebounds, and two point seven assists. Um, she's definitely been performing. In my opinion, she she might she she'll probably be the most improved player. I mean, she she's really stepped up for the Mystics. At this point, yeah, I would agree. Especially if the Mystics do get the playoff berth. Definitely. But I got the Dallas Buffalo Wild Wings. <laughs> that was a good one, Pops. Um, so How about we talk about the Lakers Rockets real quick from yesterday? That's what I was just going to move to. Okay, well, I'll say this. I wonder where Russell Westbrook's going fishing. Cause he's oh my out. God. Man, how what? about, because we talked about this last night. How about, how bad did the Rockets lose that trade? I mean, hindsight's always twenty twenty. Pops, you want to explain that but trade? But Chris Paul, they, they gave up State Farm, Jake, <laughs> for Russell Angry Westbrook. And they gave away two first-round picks and a couple of additional picks to be talked about later in trade, ri trade rights. Holy mackerel. The Thunder fleeced them. And that's what you got to do as a small market team. Even Billy Bean from the Oakland A's thought the Thunder won that trade. I understand that one, but obviously it's uh, baseball for any of you baseball fans out there. Um, so last last year, which seems like, like five years ago, um, the Rockets and Thunder made a trade, as Pop said, Russell Westbrook was with the Thunder and got traded to the Rockets, and Chris Paul was with the Rockets and got traded for the Thunder, as well as draft picks for first-round draft picks to the OKC Thunder. Obviously, both teams are now out. They both made it. I think, yeah, they both made it like the same um, to the same like semifinals, and Chris Paul definitely helped the Thunder. I feel like. That was one of their biggest winning trades that they've had. Uh, he's definitely a big leader. He'll he'll help them in the future. Right now, I mean, it's been great for them. And Russell Westbrook, I could argue that he. <laughs> I'm not even sure. Pops. You could argue that he's the most angry player of all time. No, well, I'm you not. Know, I'm not at, even gonna. At some point. At some point. You kind of got to back off the trash talk. I mean, Russell Westbrook's getting older. 
I appreciate his enthusiasm as far as like I, how about this? I respect his competitive nature, but you at some point you gotta kind of like back off a little bit when you're playing so poorly. And exactly. I just I I always question now. I mean, I'm a Westbrook fan overall, and I think my kids can learn a lot from him. Definitely. But at the same time. I don't understand what the Rockets were thinking. And from a chemistry standpoint, you could not have two polar opposites. Russell Westbrook <laughs> yeah. cries and complains about everything because he cares so darn much. And then Westbrook. And then outwardly, James Harden. Flops We can barely play. get him to react to anything. And like, he flops every play. Well, that's to me, that's a little different. But still, but I mean, man, like it's hard for him to even get off the bench. He can barely move. So, you know, and then they lost. They, they, they had to trade away Clint Capella because they went all small ball. Uh, dude, honestly, I, I think the Rockets, oh, man, I think the Rockets are going to be a below average team next year, uh, personally. So uh, we'll see what happens. Um, oh, and I, have least, some, I have some Okay, go ahead. That. So last night when we were watching for, we were watching the whole game. Um, when we were watching the game, uh, we had our grandma, G-Mom, watching it with us. And she was like, what in the world? Like, why is Westbrook yelling at him? He's, she's not, he's not even playing well. And keep in mind, she doesn't know too much about basketball, but she's definitely learning from the podcast and all the games going on. And she's like, why is he yelling? There's nothing for him to be yelling about. He's playing terribly. And I totally agree. I mean... I understand how you can trash talk, but, like, if you're playing horribly and your team's losing by, like, 20 points, I don't understand why you could trash talk, like, about. And that was with Rajon Rondo, and Rajon Rondo's not too much of, like, a fighting type of player, right? And he's Oh, no, brother. he is. Rondo's been in all I mean, you just haven't been able to watch a whole lot of him. He's, Rondo's never backed down from a challenge. Well, I know that, but, like, he's never wanted to get – and, like, purposely get into fights like Russell Westbrook. Yeah, even then, I'm, I can't say I, I don't know. I don't know. Both those guys, they go at it. So, Tati, no offense, you just don't know enough about Rondo because he's <laughs> been in the league for so long, you were just a tiny baby. So, uh, I, I'm not surprised with that. That said, uh, Westbrook was definitely the more theatrical player yesterday, but that doesn't mean Rondo wasn't instigating him in some ways. So, he's a competitor. They're all competitors, Both, but some are just different. But, hey. Real quick, let's go over, uh, let's give your thoughts on that Clippers-Nuggets game six. Yeah, so today um, the Los Angeles Clippers are playing against the Denver Nuggets. The Clippers are leading 3-2. Uh, to two. So if they win this game, the Nuggets are going home. So in my opinion, the Nuggets definitely brought a big, um, they definitely broke a big lead, right? They the Clippers were up like sixteen, I think, in the fourth at the beginning of the fourth quarter, and they they broke it. And I'm I don't even want to know what was happening in that in that. Sorry, I'm watching no, something good. else at the same time. And oh my goodness, and I can't even imagine what's going on in that. What was going on after that game in the Clippers locker room? Um. <laughs> yeah, you know, I think I want to make sure we give the Lakers credit. Right after losing Game One to the Rockets, they won four straight. Yes. And in the last game, they looked the best that they've been all season long. Rondo sparked them. Their bench, Kuzma's been lights out. Um, Morris has been lights out. And Kaku. so, 
They're playing the best basketball that they've played at definitely in the bubble. Um, and so the Lakers are coming on. So I want to make sure we give credit to the Lakers and not just talk about Westbrook and his theatrics. That said... But you know that if Alex Caruso is blocking shots... Hey, good point. Caruso been lights out too, so how dare I not mention him. Right? Um, even Patrick Connington thinks <laughs> that Caruso looks athletic out there. Um, Headband Caruso. Right? And so everyone's been saying it's going to be the Clippers and the Lakers in the West Finals. So here we are today. You know that the Clippers don't want to have to be sent to Game 7. You've got to think that the Clippers are going to come out inspired. Um, see, kind of like how the Lakers came out yesterday in the first quarter against the Rockets. Try to put Denver to bed right away. Uh, so we'll see. You know, um, Denver, I think the fact that they went to a Game 7 against Utah and had so many competitive games... I think that's serving them well right now. I think they can lean on yes. that right now in game six. is you know They're about a nine-point underdog. Um, I think Denver is dangerous. Uh, all the pressure in the world's on the Clippers. Uh, but I do think the Clippers, you know, they, they should go ahead. I think they do get it done today. Uh, but I don't think it'll be easy. Unfortunately, I agree with Pops. I think it's going to be a close game. I feel like I could see Jamal Murray going off today. And I could even see somebody like Jeremy Grant doing something for the Nuggets. Um, I feel like Kawhi is going to step up more than he has been. And we haven't even mentioned, um, Mar who is it Markeith Morris or is it Marcus Morris on the Clippers? Because one of them's on the, uh, one of the brothers is on the Lakers and I never know which one it is because <laughs> they look the exact same. Um, they're twins. So I know. We have, uh, he's been playing very well. He's averaging 12.8 points a game for the Clippers. So Marcus is on the Clippers and Markeith is on the Lakers. Got it. Okay, that makes sense. Um, so he's been playing really well. And, I mean, what are your thoughts on Paul George, Pops? I think that he hasn't been doing, like, anything for them too much. How about this? Wasn't Russell Westbrook and Paul George teammates recently? <laughs> um... That's all I got to say about that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they were. Um, they're... <laughs> I don't even know. They're they're pretty similar right now. Paul George, he hasn't really been doing... Right now, much. who wins the finals? The Heat, the Lakers, the Clippers, or the Nuggets? Who wins it all? Heat, Lakers, Clippers, Nuggets? Heat, Lakers... Ooh. I mean... Or Celtics. Sorry, I forgot to mention the Celtics. That's that was dumb of me. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I um, I'm. <laughs> you good? I'm Tati? stumbling on this. You good? I I have to go with the Cl uh, Lakers. Whoa, Clippers or no, Lakers? No, 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 the Lakers, the Lakers. I'm going with the Boston Celtics. I feel like that the finals are gonna be the Lakers versus the um, Celtics. I agree. And we're going back to the, as everybody calls it, the olden days when it was always the Magic Johnson versus Larry Bird. Now it's the LeBron versus Jason Tatum. Yep. Right? And if it gets there, oh, man, Rajon Rondo, he used to be on the Celtics. That's all I know about Rajon Rondo too much. But that's going to be like a war. So I'd love to see that. Oh, jeez. I'd love to see that series. We also, so keep in mind, we also have, um, 
golf going on right now on the TV, so that's why like there's a really close shot just now. So it's Tati's getting more into more into golf, and she actually for you listeners uh, that you know we want you to get to know Tati as much as possible. Um, she had her first par the other day where she yeah, hit it, it over the cool. water. It just over the green, chipped it up, almost made the chip shot for birdie, and then tapped in par. Um, and speaking of golf, we also want to mention there's the women's Anna Inspiration. Uh, it's yes. a, it's the major. It's in Palm Desert, California. Um, and Brooke Henderson and Nellie Corder are tied for the lead going into the final round. We have so many friends. The girls have made great friends with uh, some some fantastic, amazing, talented young ladies um, that are you know both on the LPGA tour and the Symmetra tour. Uh, which is the tour directly below that is a, a feeder into the LPGA. These ladies are unbelievable. They're so talented. They're the best in the world. They're best at their craft. Um, and so we give they're, them a ton of credit. So good. That's going to be a lot of fun to watch that final round. Other than that, the only thing I got to add, uh, it's the uh, I want to give uh, credit to uh, Naomi Osaka for yes. winning the uh, U.S. Open. Uh, I'll talk about a major. She beat Victoria Azarenka in three sets. What a match. Um, and Naomi Osaka, just an amazing young lady. She's brought so much uh, um, to the table. To the table, and she's, she's so 22. talented. She's so soft-spoken, and and she's brought a lot of awareness, uh, and that's something that's really important right now. And then today in the men's final, you have Dominic Thiem against Alexander Zverev. Zverev. Um, and so you know, ever since Djokovic choked, literally some, but not himself, he choked someone else. <laughs> uh, so the uh, theme is was likely to be the one that uh, probably won the whole thing. Great matchup between two top six, top seven uh, men's players in the world. I'll go with Zverev. We've covered a ton of sports today. I hope you guys all enjoyed it. Tati, it's all you. Well, um, for those of you who are basketball fans, Naomi Osaka, well, this goes for anybody. She, after her matches, she, I saw, uh, I think it was an Instagram post or a Twitter post that she, every time after a match, she put on her Kobe jersey. She said it brought her, like, good luck, confidence, all sorts of things. And that when he, she met Kobe, she said that when she, she wants to be just like him, and Kobe said, be better than me. So she's definitely proven that she wants to be the greatest in the world in the women's tennis. Well, in all tennis. I mean, she's she's proven her point so far at such a young age. She's on her way. She's an amazing young lady. Yes, she is. So congrats to her. I think that was awesome. Um, you also have the PGA Tour, which is still going on. It's the Safeway Open. And then there's also the European Tour, which is the final round right now. Um, so... Thank you all for tuning in. I have nothing else to say. Pops, anything else? Everyone have a great safe day. Hug your hug your loved ones. Say call up one of your friends you haven't spoke to in a long time. Life is short. Have a great day. Yes, everybody have a great ending to their weekend. I hope everybody's has a good one. Um, thank you at all for tuning in to episode 35 of the Daughter and Pops podcast.